Welcome to the Dreaming Out Loud family where young entrepreneurs come to get inspired, learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan Nelson. Each week, I'm going to bring you the most epic guests to share their stories and wisdom to help you expand your mind of what's truly possible in your world. Okay, guys, welcome back to another mini episode with me and you that I'm now calling A Minute with Morgs. So good to be back here with all you guys. And once again, thank you all so, so much for supporting this podcast, for sharing it, for um, subscribing, leaving a comment. Uh, Every single thing just helps so much to be able to get this material out to more and more people to create more of an impact. So thank you, every single one of you that have been showing up any way that you can to be able to help and support. And to all the people that have been sending me messages on Instagram, you guys are freaking epic. So go ahead to my Instagram if you're not already on there, at Morgan T. Nelson. Send me a message, share this episode if you got some value and make sure you tag me. Um, I always love to hear what people take away, all right? So I read and reply to every single message, right? So I, yeah, I'll see you in my DMs, guys. But today, I've been wanting to come on here and talk about this one for a while because this one really started to um, create massive changes in my life once I really started to get around this, right? So today, we're going to be talking about money and how to manage your money. So the thing here is, if you don't learn how to manage your money, then your money is going to manage you, okay? And the funny thing with this is, is, well, not the funny thing, it's kind of the sad and funny thing. Um, The two subjects in life that most people are uncomfortable to talk about are money and sex. And this is why most people are broke and have really shit sex, right? But doesn't it make sense that arguably probably two of the most important things in your life, money and, you know, sex, intimacy, relationships, things like that, um, like we can sit here all day and I'm sure many people would actually agree with me that those two things probably are the most important things in your life, right? Because if you don't have money, you know, if you're broke, you're not going to be able to do the things you want to do. You're not going to be able to donate to the charities you want to donate to. You're not going to be able to live your dream life, right? And if you're having like really crappy sex and really crappy relationships, you know, that's not fulfillment either. So the thing here is how did you learn how to read and write? How did you learn how to ride a bike? How did you learn how to play your favorite instrument? You got someone to tell you how to do it. You went and probably paid somebody and you had them teach you. You had a coach, you had a mentor. But when it comes, when people finish school, they think that the learning has to stop, right? And then especially when it comes to the two most important things in your life, people don't think it's necessary to go and take advice from people that are killing it in those areas and learn how to crush it, right? So naturally, that's this is why I was completely dead broke at 21 years old because they never taught me how to manage money at school, right? Because if the teachers knew, and nothing against teachers, okay, full disclaimer, but if the teachers knew how to really manage money and create wealth, they probably wouldn't be teaching, right? You know, teachers are ridiculously underpaid, um, you know, so if they really understood this and knew how to invest and create compounding money and leverage income, residual passive income, then, you know, they wouldn't be teaching. So, that's why we don't learn it in school. This is why I'm so glad you guys are here on this podcast to learning how to do this, okay? So, this is where it all started for me. When I was 20, uh, when I was 21, maybe 22, probably 21, I picked up a book by um, called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harbecker. Now, if you haven't read that book yet, you need to get onto that book uh, that is still one of my favorites. Even the audio book is so good because it's Harv's voice 
doing it and he's just a funny, funny dude. So um, fun fact, my mentor actually was mentored by T. Becker. Um, so he did a lot of work with him. He traveled the world with him, doing a lot of his events. So I've learned a lot of Harv's work. Um, so I, I highly recommend T. Becker. He's an absolute freaking beast. So this is his money management system. And I, you know, duplicate people that have success, you know, take advice from the people that have the life you want to live and just do it exactly as they say, guys, like just ask them how they do what they do and then do what they say to do, right? So he goes through this, the money management accounts, right? This is how I manage all my money now. So what I kind of want to go over first, what do I want to go over first? And by the way, like when I jump into these episodes, I click play and then I just go for it, right? So what I first, I first want to talk about this. I want to f- talk about the four money archetypes, okay? Just as though we have four personality types, we have like there's personality types, there's different types how you lead, different personality types in the bedroom, different personality types with, uh, with money, there's different personality and archetypes with nearly every single aspect of life right? And everything is touching everything. So, it's all about awareness and understanding what you are. So, I'm going to go through the four money archetypes um, that people are, right? So, you've got number one, the spender. You've got the avoider. You've got the hoarder and you've got the money monk, okay? So, I'm going to break these down. The spender is yours and truly, me. <laughs> I'm a spender. I make money, I spend it, right? If you if you follow my lifestyle on Instagram, I really live, like I, I live fun. I like to, you know, so when I make money, I, I, I just like to spend it. You know, I don't really hold money for too long, right? And this is where I, this is why I was always broke, right? Because I was always be spending all my money. And then the next one is the avoider, okay? Now, the avoider is someone that, you know, they don't even know how much money is in their bank, because they don't want to look. They don't know where their letterbox is because they don't want to look at the bills coming through. They don't know how much uh, debt they have to pay on their credit card because they are so scared to open up the freaking account and look at the amount, okay? These are the avoiders, you know, so they avoid actually dealing with it, okay? So, let's look through and, and here's first and foremost, there's no positives, there's no good or bad. There's no good or bad. There's only positives and negatives, right? And you get to work out uh, which which is West and and with all these archetypes you want to be a mix of everything right so the spender what are some positives and negatives of being a spender so some positives are I live a really good life <laughs> right and some positives for being around me is I'll probably shout the round at the bar right now some negatives with being a spender is you know not being if you don't manage your money properly not having you know any uh, freedom eventually, right? If you're just spending all your money living paycheck to paycheck, then you've really just got no freedom and you, you're living in this um, instant gratification, right? So, back when I was younger, this is what I'd do. I'd get paid, I'd spend it all straight away. You know, then I'd be broken to a next paycheck, okay? And, you know, so the other downfall is, you know, you can get older in your life and realize, oh shit, I've just been partying and spending all my money and now I've got nothing to my name. I don't own anything. I've got no assets. I have no income producing assets, you know, and now I'm 60 years old, completely broken. I don't know what to do with my life. It's too late to start, okay? So, there's some negatives. Now, the avoider, the avoider is, uh, you know, some positives are, you know, maybe you don't spend your money. You know, it's, it's pretty pretty good but but the, uh, you know, some negatives here are, um, you know, not being able to control it, not being able to manage it properly, not being able to put it in places that maybe you want to put it in, right? Maybe you're scared to kind of spend some money because, you know, you're not sure if you can afford it or not yet, right? So, it's this kind of like scarcity kind of thing around, not sure if you, like you're just wanting to bury your head in the sand, not worry about it, okay? 
Then the, the third one is the hoarder. Now, the hoarder is, you know, someone who makes their money and just keeps it. You know, they've got the first dollar that they've ever made, right? And so, the, the positives for this would be is, you know, they're probably really good at saving, probably great at saving, right? But if they're not managing their money, what are they, like, what's it doing? Just growing amounts of cash in their bank account? There's no point in the money just sitting in your bank account if it's not making you more money, right? It needs to be doing something with it. So, the hoarder sometimes can just save, 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 save. It's fantastic, but what are you going to do with it, right? So, more on the negative side, this a hoarder, you know, is also maybe not not fully fulfilling their life, not doing the things that they really want to do, not doing the things that their soul tells them to do because they don't want to spend any money. You know, they're, they're just wanting to hoard it and keep it, right? And it's like, but what's the point of that? So, it's more of a scarce mentality when it comes around money and money is energy, okay? So, you want to control it. You want to be like careful with, with money, okay? If you're like a tight grip on it and you're hoarding all the money you make, You've got this scarce mentality that, you know, I've got to keep every single dollar because what if what if the cash flow stops one day? That's kind of what you're telling the universe, okay? So, that's the positives and negatives with the hoarder. The last one is the money monk. Now, the money monk is uh, kind of a funny one. Um, this is pretty much someone who loves to just, you know, donate all their money or they kind of give it away. They're kind of in the, the free spirit, you know, the whole, the universe will provide, uh, flowing and you know kind of just like give it all away and uh, I was actually talking to a friend yesterday and we were talking about um, her and, and you know I was, I was coaching with her and, and the, the way she has her money it's like she, she almost because she's a bit of a money monk right she makes money and she almost feels guilty about having money she thinks money is kind of a bad thing so she wants to just give it to people give it to people right and she spends a lot of her money in donating and charities and things like this, right? Because she wants to do more good, right? Which is fantastic. But think about this. If she wants to do really good and donate money and do charity, but she's actually scared to hold on to money. She was scared to sell. She was scared to actually ask people for money, like selling her services. She was scared to sell her freaking services because she's like, oh, but they're just going to think I'm asking for money. I'm like, that's because you are. You're providing them value. That's what happens. You provide somebody value. That's the law of the income, right? The law, law of income, maybe I'll do an episode on that. We'll fully break it down. But law, law of income is pretty much just, just, you'll get paid for the direct reflection of the value that you bring to the marketplace, okay? So, if you're not bringing value, you're not going to be making money. So, if you're bringing value, of course, you can ask for money. But so, we spoke about, I'm like, what's your ultimate goal you want to do with all your money? She's like, I want to be able to give it away. I want to be able to help people in charities and save the animals. I said, how many more how, how much animals could you help right now with the money you have right now? And she told me, I said, what if you were a, a millionaire? How many animals could you help then? And her eyes lit up. I said, I got, I got such a bigger impact, okay? So I'm like, well, why don't we start working on managing your money properly so you can start generating wealth. We start working on your money mindset so you start creating wealth so you can help more people, more animals, right? So it's a different way of kind of looking at it. So they're, they're the four personality types, spender, avoider, Hoarder and Money Monk. Please send me a DM on Instagram which one you are because uh, it's so interesting to know. I always just love to know more about um, everyone I talk to, right? All my friends. So, please send me a message. I, lo- I love to know all this, okay? So, now let's break it down. You want to manage your money, okay? Sometimes people just have one bank account. Money goes in, money goes out. That's it, right? Pay goes in, bills come out, dinner goes out, rent goes out, blah, blah, blah. Then they're back to nothing, Right? And they're like, well, how can I get ahead? Okay, here's the thing. Like I said at the start, if you're not managing your money, your money will manage you. So, 
If you're not being the boss of your money, telling it where to go and what to do, then it's going to come into your life and it's going to tell you what you can and can't do, right? And that's going to just lead to kind of a sucky kind of life. So what you want to do, first, you want to be writing these ones down, okay? And I actually did a video on my YouTube kind of uh, breaking this down a little bit more. It's more of a visual. If, you want to, if you're a visual learner, you can go to my YouTube. I did a video on this. But you got these different bank accounts, right? So you got six or seven bank accounts. So I'm going to break it down. 55%. Okay, so when you get paid, right, you want to divvy all these up in these percentages. Okay, so first of all, 10% of everything you make wants to go into a play account. Okay, you're going you're to call this account play or fun or spending, whatever you want to call it, right? Like I, I just call it my play account. So 10% of every dollar you make goes into your play account. This is to satisfy the spenders. This is to satisfy that part of you because the idea is you want to be a bit of all of these traits, not just one. You want to have range, okay? So when you, so what happens here, if you're just working so hard, ferociously saving your money, wanting to invest and do all this stuff, what eventually happens is you might even just burn out and your soul just gets left to the wayside and it's like, you know what? I really just wanted to go skydiving, but I never allowed myself to spend the money on myself, right? Because I felt guilty about spending my hard-earned money, okay? So you really want to um, create these accounts, right? So you can really just satisfy every area. So 10% into a play account. Now, here's the rule with the play account. I love this rule. Once a month, you take out the whole account and you freaking blow it on whatever you want. So sometimes, like when I'll fly, I'll go to the airport and I'll check what I've got in my play account. And I'll be like, hey, I'm going to upgrade to first class. And I'll take it all out and I'll just blow it on the first class trip. You know, because the idea of this is also because you want to start having more experiences in your life where you can feel like you're living the, the, the dream life you want, right? So if your income, if your income goals get to a million dollars a year and right now you're making 80 grand a year, if you put 10% away into a play account every single week and once a month, even if it's $200 in there, you take it out and you take yourself to a five-star dinner and get a bottle of champagne, you're going to feel like an absolute boss and, you, and then your, your subconscious is going to start to actually believe more that the life you want to create is, is kind of real, right? It's kind of closer. So play account, I love it. I take it out once a month and I blow it, right? Okay, 10% goes into an education account, okay? Education, baby. You want to invest back in yourself, okay? 10% every single week in education. So this is for seminars, coaching, right? Mentorship, online courses, books, things like this to continually keep advancing. So when I have a really good seminar come up, right? And I'm like, oh, I'd love to go to that. Let's see how much money I've got in my education account. Oh, I've got three grand in there. Boom, I can get it, right? Because I've been budgeting. I've been putting the money aside specifically to spend on education. Now, if it's not something that's going to educate me and I don't have the money in there, I, I don't spend it, right? This is the rule. So the third account is 10% into an investment account, okay? So this is for your future freedom account. 10% of every dollar you make goes into an account that is to only be invested, never, ever, ever, ever spent, okay? So the difference, you never, you never spend this money. This isn't something you take out and spend. This is only something you invest, okay? So here's what I, this is what I do. And, and by the way, I should have said this right at the start of the call. I'm not a financial advisor uh, or anything like that. So I'm just sharing with you what I do. I'm sharing with you what I've learned. Um, and just for some kind of general advice of um, 
managing money, this is what's worked for me, right? But I'm not going to tell you what to invest, but this is kind of what I, what I started in. Until I really started having some serious cash flow coming where I could invest in something like more income generating uh, assets, you know what? You are your biggest asset. So I invested back into myself over and over and over with courses, with coaching, with more education. So I kind of merged these accounts, the education and the investment account because you know, if I don't know how to learn how to do shares and stocks and property, I go and do a course on it and then I go and learn. I upskill myself. I invest back into myself and as a result, I've had a massive return on investment by investing back into myself. So sometimes people ask me, I've got $1,000, what should I invest in? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you what stocks or nothing like that. But, you know, general, like what I've done when I was just having like small amounts of money to start investing, I invested back into myself, right? With courses, with coaching. Okay. So like, you know, find, find a coach that relates to you and, you know, pay them, invest, invest in them, invest in yourself and they're going to help you start generating more money. The fourth account uh, is called long-term savings. Now, this one you can split into two. So I said six or seven accounts. So 10% of your income each week will go into a long-term savings account. So you can split this account into two or you can have it into one. So this is what really helped me because I travel all the time. So what I used to always do would just take my money out of my normal account and spend on flights and stuff. Now I've got an account where I put money aside. It's my long-term savings. So let's say if you know you've got a holiday coming up and you want to go to Greece or you want to buy a car, if you want to buy a new TV, right? It's a long-term savings. So you'd put 10% of everything you make into this account and when you've got the money in that account, then you go and buy your TV. You go and buy your holiday. So let's say if you've got a holiday and a TV that you want to buy. The TV is $1,000, holidays $5,000. Maybe you want to split these two accounts up, okay? Maybe you want to put 7% into one account, 3% into the other each week. It doesn't matter how you want to do it. You can change it up, five and five, nine and one, whatever you want to do, you can have two accounts, right? I've got two accounts. I'm always saving for two long-term things at once and um, I usually just put one set amount of money into one account every single week and I put the remainder of whatever I make that week into the other account because the other one's always bigger, Okay? So long-term savings account is, is that fourth slash fifth one. The next one is your give account, okay? 5% of everything you make goes into an account where you give it away. Give the money away. The reason here is because what you give is what you're going to get. The key to living is giving is what Tony Robbins says, okay? Now, you don't want to just give because you're expecting a return. The idea of this is to, this is going to please the money monk side of you and the you know philanthropist side of you to want to, Give back to people, you know, have an abundant mindset of releasing the tight grip you have on money, knowing that money is going to circulate. You're going to give it out and you're going to bring it back in. Okay. So I put 5% into an account every single week. This is the kind of money like I'll, like if you see me, like if we go out to a restaurant together, sometimes I'll just drop like a $50 or $100 tip on the people, right? And especially even in Australia, like, like you don't tip in Australia, but sometimes I, I do, right? Because it just comes out of my give account. Or, you know, if I'm at the grocery store and I just pay for people in front of me and things like that, right? Just little tiny things you can do just to, to give back. Um, another thing I do, I donate to Make-A-Wish um, every single month, you know, with our company as well. We have like the ISA Foundation where we can um, help kids in Africa and stuff. So, you know, you can do things like this, whatever you want to do when, um, you know, find your favorite charity or just have some fun with this, right? But the key is put 5% of everything you make into this account to give away, Okay. Now, the final one is just your necessities. This is 55% of your income, okay? 
So you put 55% into this account necessities. This is all your necessities, the things in life that you just need, right? Bills and blah, 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 blah. So when you break all this down, the reason for this all right is sometimes what you, what you might actually realize is that when you, and this is what's going to be a bit confronting for some people, when you do divvy up all these accounts, you're going to get to your necessities and you're going to put 55% in and you're going to be like, holy shit, I don't make enough money to live. We are on to a really good start here then, guys, because you need to either do one of two things, raise your income or lower your living costs. So many people live way beyond their means. They make they make 80 grand a year, but they live a $150,000 a year lifestyle. They got the brand new Beamer. They go out to dinner. They got the brand new Jordans on. They got the brand new iPhone, brand new AirPods, all this shit that you don't need where you could be putting into an investment account. You could be putting into education, right? So you want to be... So if you get to your necessities, you're like, oh, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. Congratulations, lower your income costs. Do you need to be living in a house as big as you're living in? You know, I, I like when I first left Australia and I moved to Mexico, right? Uh, when I was really focused on building my business, like I lived in this little piece of shit, right? Absolute piece of crap. Uh, in LA as well, absolute piece of crap I lived in. You know, now three years later, I, you know, I live in a really cool, um, freaking house on the water. Uh, we have a sunset every single day. You know, and I'm, I'm definitely nowhere near where I want to be, um, but I'm so grateful for that I'm not anywhere near that I, where I used to be, right? But the idea is lower your cost of living until you can start living the lifestyle you want, right? So hopefully by using some of these accounts, right, the idea is this. Now when you look at it, now when your mates invite you out for drinks or dinner or a concert or whatever on the weekend, you now go... Well, where does the money come from? That would be a play. That would be play, right? If you're like, hey, we're going to this concert, come, okay? So you look in your play account. Hey, do I have $150 in there to go to this concert? If the answer is yes, beautiful. Yep, sweet, guys. I'll come. I've got the money here for it. But if you've only got $50, do you know what you say to them? Sorry, guys. I don't have the cash for it. And you start saying no to some things right? Which, you know, if you follow me for a while, I hate the word no, along with the word hate. You know, I don't, I don't like those words. But when it comes to your money, you need to start because you need to understand that if you've just been spending all your money all the time, this is probably why you're not where you want to be financially. So, you need to make some tweaks, start managing your money like this and then start looking into. So, here's also the thing. When you start putting 10% aside for investing as well, you've then got money aside to invest into a side hustle, right? Start looking for extra ways you can make extra income streams. Most people only work 40, 50 hours a week. What are you doing with the other time of your week? Invest into a side hustle. Like for me, I started network marketing and create financial freedom that way. But there's so many ways out there, right? So go and find what's going to work for you. Get around the people who have what you want. Ask questions, take advice and do what they say. But hopefully, guys, this is bound to bring some more... Um, clarity to you guys, more awareness around maybe which money archetype you are, how you've been spending your money already and how you can start managing it better and start having more of what you want because the ultimate goal for everyone is to have freedom but if you've got no structure in your life, you ultimately have no freedom. So, this is some structure around your money on how to manage it. Put it into the suitable accounts, okay? Same thing with this, like if if, if something comes along and you're like... Um, a course comes up and it's $5,000 but you've only got $1,000 in your education account, 
you, you've only got $1,000. Like you're not taking it out from other accounts. You're not taking it from other accounts that aren't necessarily made for that to be spent on, right? But this has definitely helped me a lot and some of the hoarders in here and the avoiders just... Um, the funny thing about the avoiders is they'll probably just not even do this, <laughs> right? Because they'll avoid sorting out their money, all right? You need to have a love relationship with managing your money. It becomes really, really fun. So, um, you know, you want to play the money game to win, okay? That's that's the whole idea of this, all right? So, but never stop learning, you know, get into some books like with Robert Kiyosaki. Um, you know, he's got some great books, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Business of the 21st Century, or T. Harvecker's Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. They are three fantastic books to start on to learn more about money, more about financial wealth and all that, right guys? So hopefully this has helped. Thank you so much for tuning in. Go and find me on Instagram, send me a message, let me know which money archetype you are and how this has added some value uh, to your day today. I love you all. Go and have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, if you know anyone else who is as passionate for life as they are successful, then please send them my way. I'd absolutely love to have them on the show. As Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll have everything you want. So that's why each month I'm choosing one lucky person who has left a review to have a free private 30-minute coaching call with me. So guys, if you got some value or inspiration from this, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 10 seconds and leave a five-star review and you'll go in the draw to win the call. And if you could share this with a friend, I would be forever grateful. Until next time, guys, I've got your back. Go out and dream out loud.